Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of daily fantasy sports and gambling. So you can stop Googling how to join a squid game to cover all those parlays you thought were such a sure thing. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I am your host, Dwayne Callender. Happy Memorial Day to everyone. And for those of you in the armed forces and their families, thank you for your service and sacrifice for everything that we are able to enjoy in the United States. Without much further ado, I am on to talk about the Rangers Game 7 tonight, traveling to Raleigh to play the Carolina Hurricanes. It has been a back-and-forth series. Home ice has basically been the deciding factor here. Uh, Neither team has won a road game, and Carolina's going to be favored, as they should be, uh, uh, being uh, uh, the higher-rated team. And realistically, with uh, uh, Florida knocked out, Carolina has home ice advantage if they can eliminate the Rangers tonight. The Rangers, you know, truth be told, it's it's been quite a wild ride for the Rangers because you know with with everything I said about the Rangers needed to play cleaner hockey need to be, need to clean things up they still have not done the things that they needed to do but their natural talent has been able to be a factor and that can't be denied so it's one of those things where we have a potential scenario where the Rangers could find a way to win this game. It wouldn't shock me at this point because the Rangers, if you actually look through the course of this series in terms of total minutes and everything else factoring in, Rangers have been the better team. They have actually played the better hockey over the, if you look at in totality of the minutes, yes, the shot differential favors Carolina. But in terms of the pace of play and what uh, who's been able to dictate what they want to do, the Rangers have actually had the course of play more than Carolina. Outside of a few, uh, uh, you, you had game uh, game five slanted heavily towards Carolina. That was their most dominant game. But everything else outside of that, it's been slanted towards the Rangers. Carolina was fortunate to win game one. They were fortunate to win game two. At home. But like both games at home, the first two games of the series, Carolina was fortunate to win. The Rangers have actually been the better team, shockingly. Uh, I did not think the Rangers uh, could be as sloppy as they have been in the postseason thus far and survive the series. Like the fact that they're still playing the way the, the, the way they have played at, at stretches in the, in the postseason is mind-boggling to me, but it shows the um, amount of talent the Rangers have, despite the fact that they still don't have a defensive sentiment, and they are terrible in the face-off circle. 
two things that realistically are a recipe for disaster in the postseason. And the craziest thing of it all is, depending on how the tiebreakers work out, I believe the Rangers might actually have the home ice advantage over Tampa as well. Because in the head-to-head matchup, uh, in regular season-wise, they may actually have the edge over Tampa. Well, I got to double-check the stats, uh, but uh, it's very possible uh, in the next round, the Rangers could have home ice advantage. But again, that all depends on getting past Carolina, which is no easy task because... Truth be told, Carolina, despite getting outplayed in most of the series, they've been dominant at home in most of their playoff games. The reason why I kind of look at this is that Carolina hasn't been able to get their game going early on in games. So, you know, Carolina, even though they had their best game of the series in game five, it was still only a one-goal game well into the third period. Like, the games have been tight. So, again, in a game seven where the pressure's on, if this game plays tight, it actually favors the Rangers because, (laughs) again, it's more pressure on Carolina. Rangers, no one really expected the Rangers to win in this round against Carolina. If they had played Boston, yeah, they would have given the Rangers a bit more of a edge there but not necessarily against Carolina uh because uh you know the Rangers would have had home ice advantage the the way this kind of comes down to is just Carolina they have to be able to uh kill penalties and stay out of the box same goes for the Rangers but the Rangers really need the power play going the the Rangers have not been able to get into much of a flow offensively uh, to start these games, even though they've been able to slow down Carolina, they haven't been able to get much offense going early on either. So it, it kind of comes down to it. Can one of these teams get at least some sense of uh, purpose going on with their offensive lines? The best line for the Rangers, this series has been the kid line of uh, Alexis Lafreniere, Philip Hedo, and Capo Caco. That's been their best line. It hasn't been the top six. It's been the kid line, the third line. The question is, can the kid line actually transfer that energy they've been able to do at home? They've been doing their damage at home. Can they actually uh, get it together on the road? That's the thing. They haven't been able to do necessarily that factor on the road in this series. So, yeah, Everyone's got to look at it and see, can can you get uh, the top six of the Rangers going? Because Chris Kreider has been very quiet this series. Uh, Like, (laughs) Panarin has been extremely quiet. Uh, You know, I don't don't think it, it goes without saying that the Rangers, you know, if you expected this series to go seven, you would have expected far more coming out from those two players than we've seen. So I know I don't personally our Tammy Panarin, you, you you're, this is one of those uh, games where, you know, I kind of look at it saying, you know, you expect your left wings to be able to, to be able to put shots on net. 
and just keep pumping chops because the Rangers cannot do this uh, dance where they just allow Igor Shesterkin, their goaltender, to soak up shots and have another 35-plus save night and only put up 20 shots in return. The Rangers have got to figure out a way of getting shots on net, and it's got to come from Kreider and Panarin. Yes, uh, we can look, hope for the kid line to be able to generate offense, but realistically, it's, you know, it's optimistic. It, like, realistically, you're looking for the top six to do top six things, and it kind of starts with what you're getting out of Panarin and what you're getting out of Kreider. Now, the issues that we've been talking about, uh, by and large, is the struggles of the Rangers in the face-off circle because the Rangers have basically been dominated in the face-off circle the entire series. They've won less than uh, 45% of the face-offs in this entire series. And, you know, that's just the way it's been. And, like, the Rangers are not a good face-off team. They're well below league average. But, you know, as long as short of it is, they've got to figure out a way of not getting smoked in the face-off circle. Yes, you could realistically they could lose the faceoffs tonight. You're you're almost expected to lose faceoffs tonight. But it comes down to can you win the faceoffs when they matter? Can you win the offensive zone faceoffs? Can you win the defensive zone faceoffs where you really want to have possession of the puck and make sure that Carolina can't set up set plays in the offensive zone for them and get a, a clean look on Chesterkin? Because you're trying to make life as easy for Igor as possible tonight. That's really what it comes down to. So in terms of a DFS lineup construction, because you got uh, DraftKings put up a showdown contest uh, larger than what you normally see. Uh, You got 10K up top for uh, first place. Obviously not nearly as big as the NBA contest, but money is money. So you got about 3,000 entries. The the way I would look at this is you're essentially going to be playing... uh, one of the goalies up top, depending on the script that you're looking for, uh, whether it's Ranta or Shesterkin, I would play one of the goalies up top because I still think there's a low-scoring game. The over-under is 5.5. I, honestly, I'd be shocked if this game hits the over. I really would be shocked because it means that you would have had a couple of power play goals or something goofy happen to hit the over. I think this is going to be another low-scoring game. I think you're probably looking at a 3-1 game. And and by 3-1, I mean because you get like an empty net or late. I think this game plays extremely tight yet again. Uh, so it's a nail-biter for both teams and fan bases. I, you know, just my from my standpoint, it's a lot harder to see the goalies not being in the optimal winner than uh, some of these other scenarios. Will I build out other scenarios? Yes. But if, like from a general standpoint, I think the captain should start with one of the goaltenders. And I don't have an issue playing the other goaltender either because I, I expect both goalies to be making saves tonight. And because of the lack of scoring, I am more in favor of pairing up uh, some of the lines. So the kid line between Kako and Lafreniere, Kako's only 2K on DraftKings and utility spot. Lafreniere is 4800 more expensive, but still cheaper than a lot of these other forwards. And then you can make your choice on, you know, yes, that's the Rangers line, but on the Carolina side, you can play uh, 
you can play some of these guys that are on the cheaper end. It's just a matter. It's a matter of what it comes down to pricing wise, uh, what you're fitting in. So obviously, I'm not building out lineups uh, uh, for everyone, but it's like Martin Nikas. Uh, he's sixty nine hundred. Jordan Stahl. Uh, you know, it it's uh actually he was uh Nikas was forty six hundred. He's sixty nine hundred in the captain. Uh, sorry about that. Um, but um, it, it's just one of those things where uh, Nikas, uh, you can play him. Stall uh, on the Carolina side, you got him at fifty two hundred. Uh, Pesci, you know, you you've got like guys who are on the cheaper side. Pesci defensively is six k, but because it's a little bit harder to see scoring happening. I'm not necessarily as much in love with playing Adam Fox at 9,400 or a Tony D'Angelo on the Carolina side at 8,200 or Truba at 8K for the Rangers. Like the, the expensive defenseman, I think it's harder to get there just because of the fact that there's so much <clears throat> in terms of lack of scoring. Like they have to find other ways of getting there. And for the defenseman, you know, they're not going to be pumping as many shots as some of these other forwards. I'd rather pair some of the cheaper lines together in the hopes that they can pump a shot and maybe they get a goal through. And that's the only goal that's really generated from uh, one of these squads because uh, you, you've tied up uh, the pairing uh, and you get the, uh, the assist and uh, the assist and, and the goal do it that way, and then you just ride the goaltenders. That's the way I'm looking at this setup tonight because it's really hard, at least for me, seeing a scenario where, you know, you can you can kind of look at it and say, okay, if I play the kid line uh, with Lafreniere and Kako, I, I'm I'm not gonna write. I'm not gonna chase the Heedle game. Uh, Heedle had two goals last game. People are gonna play him uh, because of the two goals. I, we're not gonna chase uh, chase performance uh, on a guy that's not necessarily a goal scorer. I would say, you know, if you're gonna take a punt, you can take a punt on a Tyler Mott. He did have a goal last game, but he's shown flashes in this series of being able to get out in front and get moving. Now, again, that's chasing, but it's chasing a punt. Like, uh, Mott is 2K. If you're looking at Heedle, you're going to be spending uh, $5,400. It's, it's just like the price difference. Heedle is so much more expensive than Lafreniere and Kako. It makes no sense why Heedle's that expensive, but it is what it is. So I look at it from the standpoint of if you play uh, if you play the kid line and you're playing Ranta, you could also play like the only way I would play someone like a Fox or D'Angelo is stacking it with him and someone else on the power play of their individual lines because they're both uh, quarterbacking the power play units of uh, their respective squads and you're hoping for a power play goal. And instead of pairing the individual line pairing, you're pairing the power play unit. So, and you can do it that way. But to me, the cheapest way to stack this game is 
you're playing the kid line with Lafreniere and Kako and then figuring out your line combination and then you pick your winning goaltender in the captain with the losing goaltender in there as well because I do think both goaltenders are going to be the top goal, uh, the scorers fantasy-wise because of the saves that they're, they're going to have tonight. I just don't see enough goals here to justify playing, uh, fading uh, either goaltender. I, you know, I could be wrong. If, if this hits, if this hits the over, I am dead in the water from a DFS standpoint. There, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. I just have a hard time seeing a a plethora of goals. So, uh, you know, hopefully the Rangers win. Uh, that's my bias as a fan. But from an analysis standpoint, my bet would be on the under. Take the under five and a half. We'll see how the game goes, but I think the under is the best bet. Uh, if uh, someone wants to uh, take a stab at the Rangers money line at uh, plus 125, I mean, yeah, you could bet Carolina minus 145 uh, as slight uh, favorite. You know, I, I wouldn't begrudge either side on, uh, you know, taking the money line in a game seven, but I would say the best play overall is the under because I just don't see the five and a half getting met. I, you know, maybe we see six goals because of a bunch of power play goals, but I, I don't see these teams getting reckless. And I think the referees let both teams play. So we don't get a ton of power play opportunities. That's my take on it. We shall see, but uh, that's going to do it for me. Best of luck folks and enjoy the game. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.